Hello and welcome to another episode of the Ohio Huntsman Podcast. Today we're talking about late season hunting tactics. So tips and tactics that we use to be successful in the woods in the late season. So before we get into that though, as usual, we're going to do a few updates. We've got, there's still, when this episode releases, there's still going to be time to enter our trail camera giveaway. It'll only be a few days. I think this episode's going to go live on the 18th. And the giveaway ends, I believe, on the 21st. So if you're listening to this when it releases, there's still a few days to enter the giveaway. We're giving away a Stealth stealth Cam trail camera and one of our Eat Local Ohio Huntsman podcast t-shirts. So I'll put the link to, excuse me, I'll put the link to that giveaway in the show notes. You can also find links to it on our, our social platforms, but show notes might be the easiest way to find it at this point and enter that giveaway. Main main reason for that giveaway is to try to share the Ohio Huntsman community. We're trying to grow the community, so if you could, enter the giveaway, share it with your friends, share the podcast with your friends. If, if you're enjoying it, you know, share it with your buddies. The other thing is, like I mentioned, we, we still have our t-shirts on sale, so you can get those on Amazon. You can uh, get your regular prime shipping. I think it is, because they got a, they're sort of custom printed as you order them so it's not like you're going to order it and have it in two days it's it's a little slower than that but once they've printed them you can you know you can have your standard prime shipping so we have t-shirts long sleeve shirts and hoodies available so make good christmas gifts yes and they'll still there should still be time to order them and get them before christmas when this episode releases so and the other thing is it's just jeff and i today so Jacob is, you know, we're getting in the holiday season here. Jacob's spending the day with his with his family. I think he's, uh, I think him and his wife are taking his daughter to see the new Grinch movie. So hopefully they're enjoying themselves. And with that, I think that's all the updates or announcements we have. So we will get into late season tactics. So Jeff, how do you, how should we define late season? I typically define late season after standard gun week in Ohio. Anything after that? After that yeah. What about what about late gun? I mean, late gun, or extended gun, or whatever. Yeah, they call yeah. It. I mean, I I feel that you're you're getting into the late season tactics. Then, I mean, the deer, you know, after gun week, the deer know that they are on the menu. They're being hunted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're they're more aware and. After gun week, the weather's really starting to get cooler. The leaves are typically off the trees. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of, I mean, during extended gun, bonus gun, wherever you want to call it, I mean, you can somewhat use those gun season tactics where it's finding travel corridors because deer are going to be getting pushed everywhere. Yeah. And you could be getting some of that late rutting or second rut, you know, when the, when this year's fawns are coming into, into asterisk, if they're, if you got right. good habitat and they're, right. they're uh, reaching sexual maturity. Right. Does that weren't bred yeah. or coming in asterisk again to get bred. Right. That early December time frame. <clears throat> I think sometimes that it depends too, a little bit on the year, right? This year we, we got early snow. We, you know, but in years past it's, you know, stayed warm. I mean, Here's a good one for you. Our daughter was born on December 9th, and I remember, and she spent a couple of days in the NICU, and I remember, you know, we just had to 
get out and walk around. And there was one day after she was born, some number of days after she was born, we went and walked outside in t-shirts in December, you know, it would have been, you know, I don't know, December 12th or whatever. And that was, that would have been three years ago. So like I said, sometimes it depends on the year. Right. And last year, uh, during extended gun bonus gun weekend, it was a high of 15 degrees. Yeah. It was freezing. Right. Yeah. So it depends on the year a little bit. Yeah. But I would agree, you know, once you get into that point, you're, you got to kind of change tactics. Certainly this year, I would, you know. So where do we want to start with late season tactics? What, what is, I guess, what's your overarching kind of targets or goals or not goals, but like tactics? What are you, what are you looking for late season? Food sources. Right. The, the number of food sources that are available to the deer have drastically decreased. So you need to find where the food sources are and hunt those. Um, and also the deer seem to be on a very strict food cover regimen. Right. And there, there is no, they're not doing anything else. They, they can't waste that energy to be messing around, if you will. Right. It's a very strict food back to cover, food back to cover. Right. And a lot of times they're not going real far. They're, right. You know, just like... This is where you'll see sort of like that yarding behavior, right? Where you'll drive down the road and see 30 deer in a cut cornfield or something because they've found that there's grain left in that field or there's a bean field that they couldn't get off, you know, before it got super cold and they're going to leave it. And, you know, you'll just see a pile of deer in there. And there's a good chance that those deer are all bedding pretty close to that, right? Like, cause like you said, they, they just can't afford to be expending a bunch of extra energy going back and forth. You know, they're not going uh, half a mile to find bedding, right? They're going to lay down right off that, the field of that, the edge of that field. You guys, when we went out to our grandparents and now, I don't know, this wasn't really late season per se. This was Thanksgiving time, but we drove out there and you guys said that you saw two deer stand up in the middle of this. It's a yeah. pretty big field. Yeah. It was probably, 150 yards at least to the woods. I mean, I think that field from their house to that field is, is 500 yards or something. Four right, or 500 to the, to yards. the woods in yeah, that field. To the woods. Yeah, yeah. That, those deer were much closer to the house than to the field. Yeah. And yeah, they just stood up. You know, I think the commotion of everyone kind of showing up kind of startled them. Yeah. And they just kind of stood up out of the field and moseyed on, you know, they had probably been laying there all day. Right. And I, so I say that because that's the type of behavior you'll start to see, right? Where they might just lay down in the, 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 not the cover, the food, because they're, they just don't want to burn that extra energy and they get all bunched up because like you said, there's much less available. You know, they're not just going to wander around the woods and browse on this and a little bit of that. Like, there's only a, it's a limited resource. Food is a, is the limited resource at that point. And so if one deer finds good food, you can bet that a bunch more are going to be there and they get all bunched up. So yeah. finding food. So what are you looking for as a food resource late season? Whatever I can find really. Um, so crab apples. So you're more so looking for sign, either seeing a bunch of deer or seeing a bunch of fresh deer sign versus like 
I know these are the food resources that they look for or? Yes, I more look for sign because that's another good thing about late season is a lot of times there's snow on the ground. Yeah. So you can tell exactly where the deer have been. Right. You know, what trails they are using, what trails they're not using, and you can follow the trails to find what they're eating, really. Um, So that's a huge uh, helpful tactic, kind of, is follow the tracks. I mean, if if you're in an area where there's been snow on the ground for, you know, three, four days, it's kind of an old snow, and you're not seeing deer tracks going through there, the deer aren't there. You're wasting your time at that point. Yeah, yeah. And that's another thing that gets tough with late season is because the deer bunch up, you either have all the deer or none of the deer. Right. Yeah, your 40-acre chunk, it just might not have, you know, might not have the deer, right? Like you said, they're, they're going to bunch up, and you're either going to see them or you're not. I also think it's a lot more important this time of year not to spook deer mm. because there's a lot more deer. You know, if you're, if you're somewhere where there are deer, there's a lot more eyes around, a lot more ears to see you and get startled. Right. And when one deer busts, they all bust. Right. And that getting them startled like that off of a food source, if they can find another food source, they'll go there and they'll all go there. Right. I have seen the, if like, if you get upwind of a bunch of deer, right they they might, you know, just like you said, completely move out of there. If they, if they're not sure what they saw or maybe they heard something and you know, you might be able to, you know, because they might be coming onto these food sources earlier and earlier, you might bump them off on your way in but at least that first night that first time it happens you might be able to bump them off set up and then an hour later they're going to come back because they weren't sure what that was if they didn't smell you then there's a good chance that they might at least that first night come back and say oh i think whatever that was is gone we're safe we're hungry we need the calories right we're going to risk going back out there the because... food source is so important right that yeah because i've i've been hunting field edges before and bumped deer out of the field climbed up the the ladder stand and looked and seen that they didn't go very far right and i've sat there and had them come back into the field right watch them mosey back out yeah yeah now do you see any differences bucks versus does or mature bucks versus does mature bucks i mean this time of year because they know that they're being hunted they really like to go nocturnal yeah so they're and they're almost never the first one in the field right you have to sit there and watch the does in the field in order for the bucks to come out and avoid being seen by all those eyes yeah yeah because it that's what that's my experience too is like it's very last light is when the buck's going to stand step out and so you kind of have to be you kind of have to pinpoint or be pretty close to where the deer are filtering into the field which if you have snow a lot of times that's easy to identify but there's just not going to be time for for a mature buck late season in most cases to kind of filter around the field a couple hundred yards down to where you've set up like you need to be set up where he's going to step out into the field and be ready or you can like you've heard of staging areas if you will where those 
bucks will come close to the field edge into some kind of thick cover and survey the the landscape if you will make sure there's nothing out there they're they're more cautious right they're going to hang back in that kind of security cover off the field edge if there's some way you can get set up in there you may have a better chance of getting them before shooting light ends because they're going to hang out in that sort of staging area waiting until the the security of darkness comes to move out into the field and feed so that's another tip or, or tactic you can use is try to find those staging areas just off the field edge some kind of thick cover there where they're going to hang out before they filter out into the field and another good tactic if you can get it patterned you know because there is snow if you see the deer tracks in the fields if you can follow them out of the field and find where the bedding is and set up on the edge of the bedding right because they they will come out of that bedding typically before dark to come to the food right another strange thing i've found with mature bucks in late season is that uh late morning movement after the frost has come off yeah. um you know 10 11 o'clock in the morning you'll Sun's see that chance to yeah. warm things up a little bit you'll see them the largest buck i've ever gotten on trail camera was december 17th at 10 30 in the morning okay you know and he was right up uh not far from houses you know he was 100 yards from houses yeah but it was you know the sun had come up warmed things up and he was out looking for food the other thing that when you mention that bedding cover is they're typically you know if you're trying to identify where the deer are bedding and Maybe you don't want to go tromping around following a bunch of tracks or something. They're going to be looking for south-facing exposures or south-facing hillsides or, you know, a little bank where they can maybe get down out of the wind but still be soaking up that that thermal radiation from the sun, right? They want to be somewhere where the sun's going to be hitting them because they can, you know, I know I've been out hunting, right? And if you're sitting there in the sun, right, even though it's winter, right, you can feel that warmth, that, you know, that, that, uh, like I said, that thermal radiation and, you know, you, that's when you want to take a nice little nappy poo in the woods. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And the deer definitely do the same thing. Yeah. Uh, another good tactic for late season is if you're able to be mobile, be mobile. If you're in a tree stand here and you see the deer over there one day, next day, go over there. Right. Because they become creatures of habit this time of year. Yeah. It is, they are doing the exact same stuff every day. Yeah. You know, they, they might choose between whether I'm going to go to, you know, this cornfield or that cornfield, but yeah. it's, it, they are on a pattern. Yeah. And we've mentioned in the past, this is, this is the time of year where, you know, there it's, there's a lot of times where you can kind of set your watch to when they're going to show up, right? right. If, if your trail camera or whatever, or if you've got a field that you can monitor from your house or, you know, you drive by and you see them coming into this field at the same time every day, there's a good chance that they're going to be there at that time. And if they don't show up at that time, they might not be coming to that field that day. They, you know, there's a different, the wind was different or something and they decided to go to another food source. But they like like Jeff said, they're they're very much creatures of habit come this time of year, assuming they're not feeling too much hunting pressure, right? That'll right. That'll change things up because they can't 
again, they can't afford to expend the energy to be running away from a hunter bumping them every day, right? They need to be conserving all the calories they can to make it through winter. Right. The other thing, so we've talked a lot about fields, right? Because that's a lot of times that's where you see them. I know the other day I drove by and I don't even know if it was a ag field or if it's just kind of an overgrown field. I don't even really know, but you know, there was 10 or 12 deer in that field and it was, there was still probably an hour of shooting light left. But like Jeff mentioned earlier, there are other food sources like that maybe weren't palatable earlier in the season that now have become palatable. So I've got an apple tree in my yard that the apples on it are pretty tart and I don't seem to get deer on it early in the season. It could be because it's in my yard and there's tons of other food, but come this time of year, you know, through January or whatever, there's deer tracks all around that, that apple tree where they're coming in and munching on those, you know, that you'll see they'll clear the snow away and find those kind of mushy apples under the snow and feed on those, those apples. And so if you can find something like that, you can also find typically the white oak acorns get cleaned up pretty quick, but the red oak stuff will linger around. Black oak. Black oak. Those are the ones that seem, in my experience, seem to be the least palatable to deer, which are like your bur oak and your English oak. And the deer pass those up. And uh, this time of year... there's nothing better. Yeah, they're eating those. I also think that maybe those getting a little bit of a freeze-thaw might kind of make them a little more palatable. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, just woody browse. I mean, believe it or not, deer eat those little, you know, the little tips of wooden tips and things of trees and shrubs and stuff. You know, you'll, if you pay attention, you'll see where those things have been nipped off. And that's why, you know, hinge cutting, you know, where you're, you're hinging a tree over to where it's still got connection to the root system, but it puts, if you do it in, you know, January or whatever, it puts all those little woody tips down at a deer's level. They can browse on that. And then when they really like them is, you know, which is kind of nice when there's the least amount of food left, but right before things have greened up, you know, you start to get those little buds on the trees and stuff. The deer will just go crazy over those little buds on a tree that, you know, you've hinged over to where that's all now at a deer's feeding height. Yeah. So that's an, if you've got hinged trees, you know, that might be another. Yeah. Hinge cutting provides a lot of food for deer because, the deer will come and nip those little buds off in the spring, but that tree will still be pushing out leaves. Right. And then in the summer, the deer will come by and eat those leaves. And it really adds a lot of tonnage of food to have hinge cutted, cut trees. Yeah. You don't want to go crazy with it because you can make a mess of your woods with it. But the other, this time of year, the other nice thing about that is it's, it, it'll be one of those areas where the deer may just lay down in that food source, right? They've got this, this, uh, area of cover, right? The tree might act as a windbreak. They can get tucked up in there to where, you know, nothing's going to sneak up behind them. They can watch out in front of them, be smelling anything that's blowing over their back, you know, and they, they'll feel safe. And then they can just get up and browse around on some of those, those woody tips and, they don't have to expend hardly any energy finding food. They're laying right in it. So that's another thing to look for or to try is hinge, hinge cut trees. So 
Anything else we're missing or that we want to discuss? Um, one, with the uh, leaves being off the trees and leaves being off everything, mm. grasses being pushed down, uh, your movement is yes. really important to mask. I'm glad you mentioned because that. I thought of that earlier and I was going to mention it, but it wasn't the right time, so I'm glad you're bringing this up. Yeah, yeah. It's very easy to see movement in the woods this time of year, mm-hmm. which is good if you're the one that's still, if you're already in a stand, because yep. you can see the deer, you know, three, 400 yards away, Yeah, especially if there's snow on the ground. You can yep. pick out that movement, but... The same thing goes for the deer. Deer are very good at picking out movement. Yes. And they'll see you a long ways away. Right. Even being up in a tree, you're not going to get away with a lot of gyrating around up there. They're, you know, they're going to see something's up. So if you can find a tree, like some of those trees that seem to hold their leaves, like, um, what am I thinking of? Beech trees, right? Mm -hmm. They hold their leaves. If you can... So whether you're going to put a stand in a beech tree or hang a stand in a tree that is in front of, like the beech tree is going to give you some some back cover to break up your outline and, and you know, with the wind blowing, those leaves will wiggle around, right, and give you some sort of mask, some of that movement. Pine or, trees are really nice this time trees. of year because that both masks your scent a little bit and your movement. Yeah, yeah. And then blinds, you know, getting in a ground or elevated blind or a ground blind to where, you know, yeah. you can get away with a fair bit of movement in a, in a blind as long as they're not standing there looking in the window. Right. That's another, that's a good tip. But yeah, yeah. just being hung out there on a, a leafless tree that doesn't have a lot of, you know, what looked good in October, now you might be sticking out like a sore thumb, right? Because it's, there's just no cover up there. Right. I've seen some guys, you know, where they want to get super high up in a tree and want to get 30 feet up in a tree or something, which can work, but it really starts to screw with your shot angles then too, you know, right. I mean, you get way up in a tree, it's easy to, to one lung a deer from those elevations and yes, you know, a deer goes a long way on one lung. So long, long way. <laughs> the other nice thing about late season, again, with the snow is it makes tracking easier. Right? Yes. You can. Tracking in the snow is nice because you can lose blood but still follow tracks and, right. you know, maybe pick pick blood back up or something. Right. And even, you know, if you have light blood right. in snow, light blood shows right. up yep. where on leaves it can be very hard to track, you yeah. know, just some specks of blood. Yep. Where you can get hosed like rain washing away blood if, it, if you shoot one in the snow or you shoot one and then it starts snowing, right, it... It doesn't take much to cover up those specks of blood, you know? Right. So, all right. Anything else before we shut it off? We covered a lot here. Sort of food sources, finding the, those limited available food sources. That's where the deer are going to be. Yeah. Use, Bucks are typically going to be the last ones out into the field. Yeah. Use the snow to your advantage yep. to find where the deer are at. Yep. Because it's it's all or nothing in late season. Yep. You you either have every deer in the woods or none of the deer. Yep. Last week we talked about how to stay warm in late season, hunting in cold weather. So you should be able to stay warm, get on the deer, and and hopefully you can use some of this to to get into some deer late season and have some success. So with that, I think if there's nothing else, we're going to shut this one off. As always, we appreciate everybody listening. 
subscribe to the show. That's the best way to keep up to date. You'll get notified when there's new episodes then. You can download them right away, and that way you, you, don't, you don't miss one. Share this. If, if you're finding any of this helpful, share it with your buddies. Share it on social. If you take a screenshot of you listening to this and, and tag us in it, we'll, uh, you know, we'll comment back, and we'd really appreciate that. So we are Ohio Huntsman on Facebook, Ohio Huntsman Podcast on Instagram, and we're always posting stuff there, articles, tips, tricks, things we're up to. So that's a good way to, to stay up to date. Again, there's still a few days to enter the trail camera giveaway and still time to get you an Eat Local Ohio Huntsman podcast t-shirt, long sleeve shirt, and hoodie. And with that, thanks for listening. 